You're listening to another episode of the Zag. Eric Soap here, continuing our series, talking to NLC alums working in law. Since we have courts and justice and legal stuff on our mind these days as we get closer to the election, talking to Alan Borden, 2017 NLC Tampa Bay fellow. We'll catch up with him, see what he's working on. Let's get to it. All right, Alan, I'm glad you reached out. What caught my interest when you shared some of the things you're working on is that you've done some work with the with the CARES Act. We haven't had too many guests uh, talk too deeply about that. I'd love to hear what kind of work uh, you're you're doing to support the, the funds that were coming out of Congress. Yeah, well, so it's, it's more along the lines of how the CARES Act is impacting people, uh, right? So I'm, I'm a consumer protection attorney, so I help people who are in debt, you know, either fund bankruptcy, settling debts, you know, that they need help with, with the debt that's coming their way, lawsuits, foreclosures, things of that nature. Um, so one of the interesting uh, things that I've seen uh, that came out of the CARES Act was there was a interesting um, part where they allowed you to uh, ask any FHA or any government-backed mortgage, you can ask up to a six-month deferment of your payment, of your mortgage payment. Um, and as long as you just wrote them and told them, hey, this is because of COVID, I need uh, a forbearance uh, or a deferment, they'll give it to you up to six months. At the end of the six months, you're eligible and again for another six months if you want to sue, potentially a whole year of deferment or forbearance. Uh, and I, in, I use those words interchangeably because what, what was left out of the CARES Act was their, the end part. So after this year or even three months of forbearance or deferment, mm -hmm. what is supposed to happen? What do you do with the missed payments? And the CARES Act basically let that open. They said it's, it needs to be explained by your mortgage company. So the problem is you got people who uh, will request three months worth of uh, mortgage forbearance or deferment. At the end of that three months, the fourth month comes and the mortgage company says, all right, now you owe us four months. And it's, and obviously people aren't in a position, they weren't saving that money. They right. didn't have the money to pay in the first place. So uh, that's causing a whole lot of issues because now everybody's behind months and months and months. Uh, and since there's no clear guidance from the CARES Act, nobody knows what, how to deal with that. Then interesting enough, Wells Fargo on its own started uh, putting people in deferment without them even requesting it. Mm. Now that's subject to a class action lawsuit. There's a, a federal judge in a bankruptcy court who's actually halted them from continuing to do that. They have to prove that it's been requested uh, by the uh, you know the note holder, but uh, or the mortgagee. Um, but yeah, it, it's crazy that, you know, that kind of thing that you could be fine or you could have a, a little bit of a problem because of COVID and then the banks make it worse because there's no there's no backing. There's no help there. And then the support or the advice that you would offer to folks in this situation, what's one or two bullet points that you would even start with? Because I'm sure there's seven, eight, nine, ten bullet points that would have to be covered. But where do you even start with prioritizing? Yeah, so uh the first number one thing I'd say is if you're going to request any kind of forbearance or uh, deferment, uh, save up as much money as you can so that at the end of that, if they do request the money, you have it ready. Now, obviously, that's not going to be 
perfect for everybody. Uh, the other um, thing that I would say actually for everybody across the board is when you request it, ask for in writing what the resolution of your forbearance is going to be. Hmm. Tell them, hey, look, I, I want these three months, but only if you're going to put it at the end of the entire loan at the end, or you're going to let me pay it out over the next year. You know, And these are examples that the CARES Act actually gives you as to what they could do, but it doesn't force them to choose any one of those. So getting that up front in writing is going to be the best thing to do. When we come back with Alan, we'll talk more about uh, the challenges so many folks are facing financially. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Zag. We'll be right back. Alan, sadly, a lot of the logical extensions of, of all these things happening is folks potentially could face foreclosure. Uh, I'm sure, too, you're, you're plugged into folks who are facing eviction challenges if they're renters. What would you want us to watch for? Or what kind of things would you want the sort of average citizen here to to lobby their their city governments to do or their state governments to do to to prevent some huge explosion on both those fronts? Yeah. So the the reality of the situation is that there was already an eviction crisis prior to COVID even happening. There's millions of people um, already being evicted, and now um, now what's happened is that the evictions are halted because of either federal laws or state laws, but they're just building up in this pipeline. Mm. Um, the, the, the additional uh, complication with that is uh, without any further assistance to local governments, um, what COVID has also done is run down their budgets. Um, and the first thing that they're going to do is going to start cutting staff, clerks, things like that for the courts. So then what you're going to have is this um, this time when the evictions finally are allowed to go forward, because right now you have this the CDC uh, protection where essentially it's used as an affirmative defense in an eviction, where if you if you're being evicted in whatever state, you can a answer and say, I, you know, I suffered for uh from covid or something happened because of covid i lost income because of covid and due to the cdc guidelines you cannot move forward with the eviction which so far that is working um but that's only extended until january um or you know at the end of this year so once that's lifted what you're going to have is a rush of evictions and at the same time no one in the in the courts to be able to handle all these evictions so it's going to be it's just going to compound uh, a lot of problems um, that we're going to have all around the country. So that if, if people want to push and lobby for something, um, help to local governments um, and help to, it's got to be a multi-layered approach. So you got to help the, like right now we have the, the eviction stoppage is helping the tenants, uh, but the landlords still have to pay their mortgages. Uh, so now they're, they're also going to, be the ones suffering. Uh, but the banks are ultimately, you know, they're the ones who, who are fine because they can foreclose on the properties. They have that, you know, they have the notes on the assets. So there's got to be a multi-layered step where you can provide assistance to the tenants, but at the same time, let the landlords get some kind of payment so that they can keep up with their mortgages. Um, so it, it really needs to be a multifaceted approach. And I can't stress the impact that evictions can have on everything throughout our society because the stability of kids uh, them being able to 
you know, stay in one place, go to the same school, uh, all everything that comes with having a, a just a a roof over your head impacts so many areas of our society and has long-term impacts as to how those people are going to grow up, uh, what do they have to turn to in order to uh, feed themselves or to to get a roof over their head. Um, it's it just it goes all over our society and it's something that's desperately needed to, to help. And it was even before COVID, we needed that help. Yeah, well said. Well, listen, thanks so much for your insights. Thanks so much for your, your advice. And thanks everyone for listening to this episode of The Zag. Make sure to tune in all the places you get your podcasts and find The Zag. Have dropped a lot of wonderful episodes with folks doing important legal and criminal justice work, working on a variety of, of angles uh, for each one of those uh, alums from across the country. So check those out. You can find that at Google, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. They're all there. Until next time, we'll catch you soon.